Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff here with the Freedom Nation podcast, and we are here in our new studio in North Austin. Uh, I have my friend Matt Alderton with us today, and uh, Matt, it's awesome because we actually are getting to see him in person. Um, he is actually from Australia, and we'll get to hear a lot about his story and and how he got here and uh, why he's here and everything else. But uh, it's it's a pleasure to have you, my friend. It's great to be here. Good. Finally, we've been talking about it for a while. So. We've been talking about it, and you've been back and forth to Australia and then back here. So, uh, well, Matt, let's kick it off by talking about your story a little bit. Uh, tell us your entrepreneurial story. Okay. So uh, the, sh- the short version. The short version. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we could be here all day. But uh um, from an entrepreneur perspective, I've been uh, in business myself now for 18 years. Okay. Um, I know what you think. Uh, you know, what does he look? 21, maybe yeah. 22? Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you started when you were 12. Though, right? <laughs> That's right. We're going to go with that. Um, but uh, yeah, I was reflecting on that the other day. I thought, 18 years, my goodness, that is a long time in business. Uh, but I've done a few different things over that period mm-hmm. of time as well. Um, originally, I got into business. So I started a Subway franchise. So okay. I opened it from scratch. Um, I was working corporately for someone else. Uh, I was helping them. I was GM for their business, helping them run a bunch of businesses. They had 40 video easy stores like your blockbusters over here. Um, And they run a group and they own those 40 shops. Um, I loved customer service and and that industry. And uh, so I thought, you know, I'll do something myself. Looked at a franchise because it was more turnkey operation. Mm. Um, And um, I thought actually I was getting get made redundant. Uh, That was sort of downsizing. It was in the early 2000s. So I was actually um, um, looking to replace myself out of a job. (laughs) Um, In fact, what happened, my boss got made redundant. I kept, I got my boss's job and, uh, and uh, yes, but I kept, and I decided to open the shop anyway. So I opened my first subway. Um, and then um, not long after that, I opened a couple more and I resigned from my job and started working in the subways and running that business. And uh, it was fantastic. I opened uh, four, four or five four or five subways. I can't remember now. I think it was mm-hmm. five. Um, and uh, I had two video shops that I opened as well. Okay. And, um, and two were those, cafes. Were those under the same company you were with? No. So I actually chose to just work with a buying group called okay. Network Video over there. The franchise model of video stores was really a dinosaur mm. model. And um, and so I went through a buying group, but uh, ran them under my own, under my own brand. And uh, yeah, it was great and loved it. Hospitality, retail, it's the stuff. And, uh, uh, but there was a couple little hiccups along the way as well. And mm-hmm. Uh, my early partner was actually the owner of the business that I corporately work for. So okay. uh, when I told him, when he said, oh, by the way, I'm giving you your boss's job and I'm giving your boss the uh, the sack, yeah. in not so many words. <laughs> Close um, enough. Close yeah. enough. And I'm like, okay, um, how does he feel about that? But <laughs> um, And do I get his car was yeah, the next question. Exactly. <laughs> um, the answer was uh, yes to the car, which was great. Um, but uh, um not so much for him. Anyway, let's move on. But uh, the 
guy that I went into business with, what business with was that guy that uh, um, owned those businesses. Okay. And uh, he, you know, successful guy running lots of uh, video stores, had some other that resort and stuff they did as well. So very successful business owners. Uh, I knew that their strength was going to come in. They had a back-end office. They had a team of accountants and all that oh, sort of nice. stuff and a CFO. They could look after all the stuff that I knew I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. um, and I would look after all the stuff that I knew I wanted to, the customer service front-facing stuff, uh, which I knew I was good at and I'd always done well um, at that in their businesses as well mm -hmm. uh, with my teams. So. Uh, we did. We opened uh, the first business and he opened actually. Uh, so we had a video store. It was one of his video stores and I put the subway inside his video oh, wow. shop um, and he opened a little juice bar inside it as well. That's genius. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, it was the model I was going with. Um, and then when he decided that he wanted to keep me in the business, we actually did it in one of his shops, not yeah. outside of one of his shops. So um, it worked out perfect. And uh, the subway that we opened was a cracker. Great business. Um, you know, well above average, good volume shop, ran really well, did lots of, won awards and all sorts of stuff, crack of a shop. Um, all the front facing stuff was fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, off the back of the success of that, we um, decided to uh, another video store that was owned by someone else. We bought the video shop. We put another subway in that one there. Okay. Um, so we're three businesses in and uh, this is about two and a half years into being partners. And my accountant sort of sat me down he's in my external account and he said I, i'm having trouble making ends things come together here mm. um for, uh, and i can't get answers and so we unraveled what appeared that they hadn't been paying the superannuation and the tax for the business uh, but they should have been mm. um so the you know the bills were being paid supplies were being paid but that you know that, that big tax person the uh australian tax office <laughs> wasn't getting their cut yeah and, and they, yeah, they have all power just like they have here in the States. They do. Yeah. So they, you know, you, you live and breathe by their decisions and mm -hmm. they uh, sent a notice that ended up on my accountant's desk, my external account. And it said, um, you haven't lodged any tax and you haven't lodged this and you haven't done this. You need to lodge. And he's like, what is going on? And we unraveled that they hadn't, mm -hmm. which meant that we had a debt um, and the debt was over half a million bucks Ooh. plus penalty and interest and all sorts of stuff applied to it was almost a million bucks worth of debt. Ugh. So going into business, I didn't like when I, my investment into my business, I owned a home. Mm -hmm. I had a uh, family home. My wife and I had saved and uh, bought in 2000 and bought, bought and built a home. Um, she's a school teacher. Um, I was working corporately, we, you know, did all that. And um, we accrued some equity over the years and we'd use that equity to invest in the businesses. Sure. So no nest egg from mum and dad or grandparents left to us that um, was going to cash flow us through this or got us into business in the first place. Uh, so we had to work out how to get out of this mess. And uh, one of those was disentangling us from the current partner. Mm -hmm. It was also going bankrupt at the time as well now because yeah. that was where the money was going. Uh, sort of been taken out of the business. It was going to be repaid when it could be, but then, you know, a business that's already going downhill doesn't have the propensity to, to repay it's that. It's not going to fix itself. No. So, yeah, ended up uh, being lumbered with that debt um, and I took over the shops. And the, the crazy thing is that like things like the head lease was in the other guy's name yeah. for the whole site and trying to entangle that. So I had to buy his video store off him that there was in as well to get access to the head lease mm -hmm. and control the site. And so like just these crazy epic decisions. Um, but my wife and I, we decided um, through some, uh, so I actually got rid of that accountant and I'll come back to that. Um, but I got rid of my accountant because uh, even though, and I'll put it out there hand on heart, you know, the, the decisions we make create the outcomes. Sure. Um, and so there's a lot of uh, 
those decisions that I made and the trust that I had in people that have led me to that. Um, but I also feel that we're, we're the average of the seven, the seven people we spend the most amount of time with. So when we take advice off people, when we hang around with them, we are basically setting ourselves a standard of, of, of operating. Mm -hmm. And my accountant was never at the level he should have been. Yeah. It was my personal accountant from when I was lodging tax returns as a kid. So yeah. um, I should never have taken him on that journey. I should have stepped up yeah. to someone who was beyond what I was at. And so I could grow into him and that's, or her. Yeah, and that's great advice, I think, for anybody. I mean, totally. I, I think I'm through my fourth accountant in my own businesses because you just, you get bigger and bigger and bigger and more complex and that's right. you got to make sure you've got a right team. You go to the right team member, the right yeah. person for the right uh, sure. place you are in business. Anyway, so I got rid of that accountant mm -hmm. uh, and then I moved on to another accountant and that accountant um, was serving me, really helping me get on, on in control of things and would, did a fantastic job for a number of years. But one of the things that he advised me to do, which in hindsight and many accountants since has told me that was the wrong decision was to sell my family home. Yeah. So to sell and uh, yeah, so we sold, my wife and I took that advice he said, sell your home, use the money in your home to pay back the debt. Mm -hmm. Then you won't owe anything. And then you can start fresh or you pay back a big chunk of that debt because we didn't have three quarters of a million bucks, $800,000 in, yeah. in equity to pay off that. But it would satisfy the ATO to let you continue trading. Yep. Um, I've since learned that wasn't the best move because there's a reason why you're in a company structure that's limited in liability yep. um, and, yeah. and at all costs, protect your nest egg. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we didn't uh, listen. To, we didn't get that advice, and we sold the family home. We did pay off a chunk of the debt, and we worked our backsides off for the next ten years to pay down and get rid of that debt. So, nice. um, which was great in a, in a sense. And who knows if we had chosen not to do that and and um, stuck with the family home, whether we'd be where we are now anyway. Yeah. So it is what it is. But it definitely shows you that relationship with your accountant or those those key advisors in your business are just paramount to making good decisions. Sure. Um, yeah, but through that, I opened a number of other businesses as well. So, um, you know, the only way to get through it was not to shrink what I was doing it was to grow what I was doing yeah. and, and therefore pay down the debt faster. Otherwise it probably would have taken a lifetime. You know, if I said to the average person, go save a million dollars, most couldn't do it in a lifetime. Yeah. I'm trying to run businesses and, <laughs> and pay off. That's yeah. right. A million dollars <laughs> as well as live. Uh, it was pretty epic. Um, and like we made a big sacrifice. We went and uh, we sold a family home, but we also moved in with my mother-in-law. Yeah. Um, and I know you think that's the big sacrifice moving in with the mother-in-law, uh, but uh, not, no, she was, uh, she was amazing. She has a you know beautiful home. We we're lucky to be able to live there for a while um, to, to, we could sort of get ourselves back on our feet. But yeah, anyway, um, so in the end, I think I owned about nine retail shops okay. uh, and I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved the energy of working with young teams. And we had probably over 200 team at sort of the peak of owning those shops. Mm -hmm. uh, and I love just the investment of your time for the return that you got from working with people that were so ready to learn. And so just even though there were 20 year olds who, you know, Gen Y, uh, yeah. there's a lot of sting around Gen Y, but they're like osmosis. They just, they yeah. listen to everything you say. They're adaptive. They're, they're fantastic people to work with. If they've got a buy-in to why they're working there, Correct. you don't tap into their why. You're never going to tap into that, the motivation. The yeah, yeah. I think that's the problem. People are, well, they, they just, they're lazy. They don't want to do anything. Well, no, they just, they want to know why before they. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Whereas our generation, Gen X, we were, you tell us what to do and we'll do it. And yeah. it's really good if we know why, but because you've told us we're going to do it. We're just going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We're the soldiers. Whereas yeah. then they're, they're a bit different. Uh, they've, they've been 
Uh, they've been parented different, which means they've been parented with the why. So they like to know why they're doing things. If they don't buy into it, they're not going to do it. But if yeah. they buy into it, they're the most loyal soldiers you'll ever have. And that's, mm. um, yeah, and that's certainly um, was the case of many of mine. Some weren't the yeah. right fit, but um, it was amazing. And I loved sowing the seeds with those people that would set them up in their careers for life as well. Um, and I got, I got so much of a kick out of that. And I realized that I love training and the development. Okay. And that's when I started uh, engaging with a guy called John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. One night I was flicking through my phone and I saw this thing on Facebook and it says, John Maxwell uh, looking for some founding team members for a program that he's running. Hmm. And I'd read his books for 20 years. I'm yeah. like, I'm in whatever it takes. I just applied. And then I had to do this interview and I had to do all these jump through hoops. I think it's pretty easy to get into his program these days, yeah. but um, as I long felt as like, you have the money. You'll yeah. Get in. Yeah. Whereas back yeah. then it was like, and I had to do interviews and stuff. Um, you did a 12 month training course online right. and then you went over and got certified. So you came over here uh, mm-hmm. in Orlando, uh, spent a couple of weeks. Um, you, you did mentoring with John and his team and you try all this training. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that I loved leadership and, I, and, um, and that's what I was getting the buzz off with my team without necessarily calling it leadership. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, engaging with John, it was like, yeah, this is what I want to teach. I want to teach people how to lead other people and, and, build, you know, great businesses and all that sort of stuff, um, which is where BX was created okay. um, off the back of that. Now, I've done a few other things in amongst all that time there as well and um, tech businesses and another professional services, a couple of online things and um, some did really well and we actually just sold one to a public company last year, which was spectacularly right. well. But yeah. um, the, the real passion project for me was the um, creating BX. Okay. And before it was even BX, it was just education Ooh. around small business and 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 helping people build better businesses and um, foundations of leadership. But then so uh, fast forward to BX now. Yeah. Um, um, which uh, you do today. Yeah, which is morphed because what happened is I was running 12 month training programs for uh, for business owners and everybody just wanted more networking. Yeah. So long story short, I ended up morphing BX um, from a training and events company, still hanging on to the grassroots of training and development, mm-hmm. but um, basing it off networking. So okay. building the, the business of networking and uh, helping people market their business better. And we, we rebranded a few years ago to uh, business networking reimagined mm-hmm. because we are very different in a style of networking. Yeah. I think we're more relaxed than most networking but we've got a strong structure that elicits great opportunities. Uh, and those opportunities are more about partnerships than about doing business with each other. And what most people hate about networking is that salesy transactional feel to it. Mm-hmm. And and we just went, you know what, we don't want to do any of that. Yeah. We just want to help people market their business, build momentum partnerships, as Matthew Pollard says, or mm-hmm. referral partnerships, depending on which book you read. Uh, building those uh, probably the strongest and the highest return on investment way you can market your business. Mm-hmm. Yet most people don't have a strategy around it. They'll no, tell no. you that referrals are the best way to build the business. And then you ask them, well, what's your strategy to get more referrals? And they're like, well, I don't know. I just go to networking events yeah. and I, I get business. So, <laughs> so let's right. talk a little bit about that. So you you started, you know, it was originally conferences and then started the, the individual groups of BX. Um, started out of where in Australia originally? Yes, Sydney. So okay. I'm Sydney-based all, all right. my life. Um, I did a truckload of networking, okay. and um, and I and I, you know, yes, of course, BX is the best out of all of them, of course. But uh, I did like I. There was a nickname that I got in Australia. I don't know if it translates very well, but um, I was called a networking whore. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so I'm sorry if I offend anybody with it that. It translates a personal <laughs> prayer. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Sorry for the yeah. crassness, but that like, I didn't yeah. I didn't use the word. That was what I was called. And yeah. because I would I would network everywhere. Sure. And when I started BX, it wasn't a networking business. It was uh, a business to help you build your business. We yeah. ran 12 month training programs, and the only way to get people or the best way to get people was through face-to-face relationships and through networking. Sure. So I just went everywhere. I was three and four days a week networking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people, I just became really well known everywhere from mm-hmm. just networking my backside off. Yeah. Uh, and like six figures plus a year out of networking through um, for the the business program it was yeah. easy and it was great. And uh it probably set me up with a good foundation of what where BX would come from as well, because I knew what I liked and I yeah. knew what I didn't like. And there was a lot that I didn't like about the networking scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most networking that I went to, if I wasn't a member, so often I wasn't allowed to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so, or market so in any what, way. What's the point? I know, <laughs> I know. So I got to listen to everybody else do their presentations, but I couldn't speak or I got like 10 seconds instead of 40 or something like that. It was weird. And I felt like, and I reflect on this now and I go, wow, like we make the guest or visitor at the event feel second class, Mm. almost like it's going to motivate them to want to join. Yeah. When in fact it has the opposite. Yeah. People go off and they want to go away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And so, you know, I just made VX everything that I liked networking and everything that I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, let's talk a little bit about the structure of a meeting. Yeah. So it is wildly different from a lot of other networking groups. Um, and so what what's the typical structure? Um, well, there's kind of four key elements to every BX meeting. Uh, you know, the open networking element to BX to any networking is important, giving people sort of freedom to move around, talk to people and mm. just have those open conversations. So we we kick off, we only, we only do about 15 minutes into the format mm. of open networking because most people, their anxiety around networking is around that open networking. They're like, oh yeah. my God, I don't want to have to, do I have to talk to people? Do I have to find people to talk to? What if I get that one person that's got bad breath or just talks the whole time? Or, and so they're freaking out. So they're freaking out before they even come to the meeting. And so one of our strategies is to make sure we engage with our guests before they turn up to let mm-hmm. them know that, you know, we'll introduce them to people. There's no awkward standing around. We'll, we'll introduce us to some people when they get there. Mm-hmm. We'll be there as well and the team and all lots of stuff. So they'll get to engage with people. They'll know and be expecting people to be there. Mm-hmm. So we want to reduce that anxiety, uh, but it is a great place to just kind of settle into a meeting. It's just yeah. to have some openness and let the team get themselves organized let their members you know say and greet each other and you know once you've been going to a few meetings you're actually you're friends with these people sure. so you, you want to have a conversation with them um so often it's like herding cats trying to get entrepreneurs then to sit down and start the formalities in the meeting been there done that yeah <laughs> uh and then there's uh the the introduction round so at bx we have like a 40 second introduction round so mm-hmm. every member or guest gets the opportunity to stand up and tell us who they are, you know, what they do, why they do what they do, and who they're looking to connect with, that who being the referral partner, not specifically an end client, but someone they can partner with outside the room. Uh, so that's the 40-second introduction. And we, you know, work with our members and guests to refine and help them actually strategize on, mm-hmm. on that 40-second pitch as well, prior to the meeting, at the beginning of the meeting, and, and during the meeting, so that people aren't kind of just off the cuff trying to present. Uh, and then we have a presentation at each of our meetings by a member, uh, and many networking events do this. They give uh, a spotlight or a special, uh, we call it an excite for our members. 
uh, where they get to present for 10 minutes on their area of expertise, not a sales pitch or anything like that, yeah. but more educational, informational. I think the thing I find with the meetings is it's, it is truly an educational piece and it's not, you know, somebody get a, well, let me tell you about my family and all that. Yeah. I don't care. No, that's right. I, I'm sorry. I just don't <laughs> care. I want to yeah, teach me something so I can teach me something. Yeah. And you know, it's really, I love it because I get to listen to a new one of these all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, every day I'm going to a networking event, learning about someone's life and their business and what they do and what they're great at. And, and you just walk away. My goal is always just one thing. If I can walk mm -hmm. away with one thing and you know, always walk away with at least one thing. Uh, and it's incredible. Um, so that's the Excite presentation. Okay. And then the last sort of half an hour, 40 minutes of the meeting, uh, arguably what people say is the best part of the meeting is the uh, three one-to-ones mm -hmm. where all the members and guests, uh, they break up into pairs and they do three 10-minute one-on-one catch-ups, like mm -hmm. a speed networking kind of thing. And, and yeah. it goes great because people like the ability to go one-to-one -one with someone for 10 minutes a bit of a deep dive, but not too much. Mm -hmm. um, and I think 10 minutes is just that ideal time. Yeah. Same we talk about re referral partners, you know, catch up with someone for 10 minutes every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. It's powerful, but it's not dominating in some terms of time. It, well, and I mean, there's always those times too. You have somebody that you just don't click with, yeah. you know, it's just, it's never going to be there, there, you know, I still can like them, but it's just <laughs> not going to work for me. And I don't need to go spend an hour someplace at a coffee shop or my office or whatever with somebody that really it's not going to click. Well, this was the big thing for us yeah. outside of BX back when I was doing networking, a lot of networking said, great, you've met them hmm. now go do a one-to-one -one yeah. outside the meeting, which is great. Except that that means usually, and it was, you know, pre COVID. So people weren't doing zoom hmm. and phone wasn't a great way to do it back then either. Uh, so people were like, let's go for a coffee. And I'm like, where do you, where are you based? And they go Bondi. And I'm like, okay, I'm in <laughs> Southern Sydney. So we're an hour away. So now we're like, where do we meet? And they go, oh, let's just meet in the city. And they're like, oh gosh, the city is even worse. <laughs> like, so now you're driving, you know, 50 minutes into the city, you're paying a hundred bucks for parking. You you know, you're, you're paying for coffee, mm. which is, you know, change compared yeah. to the And parking. then you get a complete dud that you're meeting with. That, yeah, yeah. And just like, what do we do that for? Like, yeah. and it's, it's an hour meeting because by the time you get there they've arrived late or you've arrived late arrived, whatever it is and and then you you have your meeting then you pay your bill and you wrap up and you get back to your car you're three hours plus yeah now three hours like you're talking we're getting close to you know five to ten percent of your work week mm -hmm. <laughs> like in one you do three of those you know you could 20 percent of your work week could be gone just catching up with three people that, yeah. that's not very good. No. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's does not it? good math. No. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I think that's, that's the thing I love about the BX meetings has been, you know, just, just having that time. I mean, for an efficiency standpoint for me, and I'm, I'm a hyper efficient person, boom, three one-on-ones knocked out. Okay, great. Yeah. Maybe, you know, some of these people, it's like, Hey, let's get together next week. Cause we've really got some planning yeah. to do. And, yeah. you know, I think that's, that's been the most fun for me participating in some of these things. Yeah. 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 I am a user as well as an interviewer here. So uh, what's new in the BX world now? Well, Probably um, why you're here. Yes. <laughs> you're new. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, we're over here in the US at the moment. So I'm in your brand new podcast studio, which can Brilliant. I just say yeah. it is next level. Uh, yes. And um, I'm sure there's plenty of opportunities. People come and book this studio yes, as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Into a paid commercial. Yeah. No. Um, 
Just jokes. But uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty epic. It's great. I'm a bit jealous, actually. I need to upgrade mine back at uh, Sydney now. Um, I get FOMO and I, and I will have to upgrade mine back in Sydney as well. But uh, yeah. I'll steal all your technology tips. Absolutely. And then I'll go Whatever back you need to do. Yeah. yeah. And then he's got his <laughs> film studio in the next office. It's I know. Like, yeah. Well, I'm, and I'm more than willing to come and consult with you. Just, <laughs> just fly me to Australia and I'll come consult with you. No problem. I'm sure that'll happen at some point. Um but uh, yeah, obviously we're here. We kicked off in Austin in April mm. and, uh, you know, got a couple of groups here. We've got, uh, uh, which obviously you're um, leading the two teams. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got two teams, uh, three at Round Rock and in Cedar Park mm -hmm. and um, going gangbusters and had a great meeting last week at yep. Round Rock. Cedar Park tomorrow morning, which yep. is awesome. Kicking that one off. And so fantastic. Um, San Antonio launches uh, in September, October. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so uh, the US was obviously a... a you know, it's a big marketplace. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a big marketplace to enter into. And uh, so we're pretty excited to be here and kicking goals as well. Mm. Um, you know, it, it hasn't launched as fast as what we wanted. Never, but it never does. But uh, the response has been fantastic, mm -hmm. which is the main thing. Uh, we've got groups kicking off in September in Edmonton in Canada as well. Mm -hmm. uh, September, October, we're going to kick off in Detroit. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, so it just pops up all over the place. And uh, even as crazy as it sounds, we've actually got uh, a gentleman that's that's uh, running some existing networking in Latvia, Estonia, and Lithuania, and he loves the concept, the brand, everything about it, and just awesome. went, I would need to make my stuff BX stuff because this is great. And that's I'm like, down. we can make that happen. So <laughs> we've already got a, a base over there. We're going to kick off and, and help awesome. him really you know, double and triple those numbers over the next yeah. 12 months. So, so you're, uh, you're going to get some super frequent flyer miles here. Yeah, I think I already am. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is I'm flying too many different airlines. You yeah. can't, you can't stick to one when you're flying over so True. many different uh, time zones and, and countries, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, so. That's fine. As many, uh, you'll have miles on everything. Miles on the miles. You'll be able to fly whenever you have actual time <laughs> to spend time with your family. So. Yes. Yes. Got to find some of that now too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then there's an online version as well, right? Yeah. So it was really interesting because two years ago we had COVID. Mm -hmm. um, I'm from Australia. We had, our base was Australian. Then we had Australia, New Zealand. But... Those draconian laws <laughs> existed. So. so we're pretty, well, that was next to New Zealand, I yeah. think. But uh, um, we had um, obviously the first lockdown period in sort of March, April, May, June last year. Uh, sorry, 2020. And, um, you know, we had most of the country, well, all the country was just non-trading, mm. not not moving, not going to networking. Um, and we flipped our whole model online and everybody went, wow, like you guys did that so quick. We're like, actually, we've been doing an <laughs> online just, event for three years now. No one ever attended. <laughs> <laughs> so like, we had, you know, like had 20 people coming once a month to this yeah. online thing. Um, we just ran it because we had a few members pop up that couldn't get to meetings for whatever reason or were outside the region. And so we ran this online thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then we rolled from uh, one online a month to eight a week, mm -hmm. plus some member-only events on top of that as well. And it was so well-received and obviously no one could do anything else. Yeah. And, and I thought, all I've got to do, because you can imagine like our PM gets on the TV and says, by the way, we're going into lockdown. And I'm like, well, there's my business. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> it's yeah. all over. It's all over. See you later. Um, Here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> Sell the house again. <laughs> so I'm like, what, you know, what's the plan? But we did. Um, so I have a, an incredible ops director in Australia, Loz, Lorena yep. McKenzie. Um, back in sort of early Feb, when there was lots of talk about stuff, I, I said, there's no way we're locking down. 
Um, <laughs> I, I said the words. same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, famous last no words. way. But um, if we did, what would be the plan? And so we just, I don't know how many hours we spent on it, but it wouldn't have been more than sort of in a day. And we just planned what we would do. Hmm. And we set up a few little things that, Maybe if we had some states going to lockdown, if we had outbreaks, what we would do. Mm. And we set some stuff up. And then when that announcement happened on the Sunday afternoon, it was my birthday, the 22nd of March. Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks very much, PM. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't believe I still voted for you. But um, then we had um, really a couple of days before our next, three days before our next meeting was due to kick off. Mm -hmm. So on the Monday, uh, we went out with comms saying, hey, guys. It's business as usual. We're 100% online. Um, they start on Wednesday and um, we run from Wednesday and then the following week, we Tuesday to, to Friday. Yeah. So, and in two weeks, this will all be over with. Yeah, yeah, so to go back. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I didn't know how long it was going to be for, yeah, exactly. uh, or how many times yes. we're going to be in lockdown for. Um, and we were getting, like we had 74 people on the biggest event wow. we had. It was stupid actually. It's too many. But uh, um, members, I, where I thought we'd lose members, I think we bought loyalty. Mm-hmm. I think people needed the connectivity. Yep. And we had growth like I've never seen in those first few months of lockdown. Like, because most of the networking... It just all went away. They couldn't get it together. Yeah. Like, they just weren't ready for that shift. And um, I guess the difference is most of the networking is not, you know, an owner found a CEO being as hands-on it's mm. it's people spread across the country like yeah. the big ones are spread across the well, globe but i mean i i i and i uh, that was the first thing i had ever attended was one of the online meetings yeah and i mean the thing that i was shocked with i mean first off i looked on my calendar and i'm like two freaking hours on a zoom call yeah are you crazy yeah and i the first time i ever attended one i sat back and went where did the two hours go it just went because you you all ran it so well and it just everything was organized and it you know I'm sure it was a couple of years into it by that point but yeah but it was it, it made it fun and it was enjoyable and I met some amazing people that have changed my life yeah you know and I mean that was that's the funny thing I mean I I had and I keep telling this story but you know I was connected by laws yeah to a guy out in Perth Australia who connected me to somebody in Canada who was a guest on the podcast who then connected me to somebody in Colorado who was a guest on my podcast, who connected me to another guest on my podcast that's become my best referral source on the planet. That's and crazy. What's that, five or six? Five yeah. connections. And the funny thing is the final connection lives literally 10 minutes from my house. And there's not a <laughs> chance in hell we would have ever crossed paths. Because he doesn't really do any networking in the community. Wow. And it's and it's just hilarious how how all that happened. But, you know, it's... A lot of people would say, well, yeah, but I'm a, I'm a financial advisor. Why would I be on an international call? I don't know. I just jumped on there and started talking to people and said I had a podcast and, you know, the rest is history. I love it. I love that you can recognize it as well, because often I'll have conversations with, well, not often, but sometimes I'll have conversations with people and they'll say, I've got, I haven't really got anything out of it. I love it. Mm. And I've met heaps of great people, but I haven't really got anything out of it. Yeah. And when you can work it out, with them and you go, well, you know, we don't sell to each other. So mm-hmm. yes, people could buy from you, but that's more organic, but it's more about building those partnerships. Have you got any partnerships? Oh yeah. Well, I've got some partners. Mm-hmm. Well, you're talking to them regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Are you getting any referrals back through them? Yeah. Well, yeah, but they're not part of the network. I'm like, it's, so? it's not, you're not trying to get business from the network. You're trying to get business through your partners, which yeah. are outside the network. Yeah. Generally. You're accessing their 
yeah, there are those people. I know. But how often do I have this conversation with people? Um, when they say to me, I haven't got anything out of it. It's the same conversation. It leads the same direction. And, mm. and it's always, oh, well, yeah, I've got it from them. Yeah. And you're like, yes, that's right. That's, that's, but, but you wouldn't have gotten to that person right. had you not had the people. In the that's right. Yeah, it's insane. So people are funny. So it's awesome that you can track it back through yeah. that many people and just go bang. Like, yeah. And um, so I know that person you're talking about in Western Australia, and mm. he just says it's next level what he's got out of the US oh, as yeah. well. Um, he just raves about um, the success he's got there. So, well, and, the, and the funny part is, I mean, he's way out in Western Australia. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing but ocean between him and the rest of the world. At That's that right. Point. That's right. Yeah. Or a desert on the other side. I and, know. you know, I mean, for him, he I, he just works it better than anybody I know he and, does. and just connects people and you know, that's been an amazing thing. And I mean, like I said, some people I've built relationships with that we may or may not have any business, you know, us yeah. together. Yeah. But it's accessing their connections and everything else. And people really love to connect other people. It's funny, isn't it? Like yeah. he's a perfect example. Uh, but the interesting thing is you'll often hear people from WA saying, no, I only do business locally. I only do business in Western Australia. I don't need to get on an online call. I'll just network locally. And you're like, no, you're missing such a key opportunity. You just never know where the business opportunities come yeah. from. And it's the person that's your best referrer yep. is a local. Oh yeah, and you met him through someone in Western Australia. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what we're talking about. Exactly people just right. don't get it. Yeah, like, and I mean, four of those people were not anything to do with BX. Yeah, <laughs> they just yeah. You know, well, hey, let me connect you with this person, and you, this would be a great guest on your show. And yeah. blah, 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 you know, yeah, I love and it. It goes down, and like I said, that the last one when we were when I was interviewing him on the podcast, and I said, well, you know, he said something about well, he was on a kite board and he hurt himself, and I said, well, yeah, where was that at? And he goes, well, Austin. And I said. Austin. <laughs> I was like, I'm in Austin. Well, I'm in Cedar Park. And he goes, I'm in Cedar Park. And no, the next thing we find out, we're 10 crazy. minutes apart from each other. Crazy. So it's having barbecues. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Well, all right. So fast five questions. Okay. Yeah. All right. So first question, you wake up in the morning, 500 bucks in your pocket, laptop, computer, place to live. What are you going to do first? Have a coffee. Okay. Yeah, it's really It's important. an Australian thing. So yes, yeah. yes. A latte or a cappuccino <laughs> or a flat white or something like that. You know, espresso coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd also, I think the most important thing is to stop and just sit in it for a while mm-hmm. because that sounds like a pretty stark reality you've just thrown me into. Yeah. Um, and best decisions are made from a place of calm, not mm-hmm. a place of anxiety. So I just, I'd sit in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe... That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it could actually be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What's the biggest business mistake you've ever made? You may have already shared part of this. Yeah, look, <laughs> it wasn't losing the money, the mistake. It was listening to the wrong people. Yeah. Uh, and, wasn't, and it wasn't, uh, I guess, so trust to me, it's an interesting thing. Like I just openly give trust. And mm-hmm. uh, so some people won't give you their trust unless you've earned it. Yeah. I'm like, hell, I don't have time for that. I'm giving you my trust. If you break it, it's hard to get it back. But hey, look, yeah, it's out there. It's out there for the taking. Yeah. Um, and my lesson in that was that you can blindly give trust, but you shouldn't do it. Well, you, sh- you should give trust, but not blindly. Mm-hmm. And I, and that was my big mistake with this guy that I just let him blindly do all the back end yeah. without any checks and balances in place. And that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. I should have had. Uh, I should have my accountant should have known that I had no visibility over what was happening there. He should have been involved. Yeah. And then surrounding yourself with those 
clever people who are way smarter than you to help you make better decisions. Mm-hmm. That's important. Having coaches and all that sort of stuff and mentors are really important. And you can I can easy track the success, the challenges, the good times, the bad times based on those people that I've had around me. Mm. Um, and I can certainly map the failures that I've had and the the setbacks based on those people as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What's a good book that you'd recommend for your audience? Well, for our a, audience? apart from mine and yours. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, well, my go-to is the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by okay. John C. Maxwell. Nice. Uh, I say that because he is, and I, I have found no better person to simplify the topic of leadership and make it so easy to implement than John. And it's the way he writes the 21 laws. It's um, the Americans will love it because it's all American stories. Mm. Um, some of them I found it hard to relate to because I didn't understand. I didn't know the people, Yeah. Um, all the presidents and stuff. I got those ones, but uh, you, you will relate to it really, really well. Cause you'll know a lot of the stories that come through this, mm. uh, but the way he tells it and educates is amazing because it's mostly storytelling and parables. Mm. So it's just great. If you, if you're, leading people one to many and you haven't read this book you should yeah yeah that is awesome yeah what's a good tool that you use in your business every day well i think we should all be investing in technology in our businesses uh i think the most important thing for any business owner to do is have control of their time yeah. uh, to plan and set goals uh, and i found the the best tool to help do that and manage your time and priority manage really because you can't really manage time it moves on without you irrespective mm. but um priority management would be asana mm. uh and what i love about asana is it's free up yep. to up to 15 people really easy to get on board with uh and um we upgraded to the paid version uh, because of team levels but also because of the goal setting stuff within okay. and, and that as well but um at a basic level the free level the system is phenomenal so mm-hmm. asana asana yeah um and it is probably the best productivity tool you'll yeah get. We've, we've used it in our business before i use trello now trello's great yeah, as well it, it yeah. integrates with some of the other tools that we have and uh, Trello's much prettier it. isn't it like it is it's a little bit prettier usually yeah. much better well and it, it, it integrates with pipe drive and some yeah, of the other things yeah. that i have so it, it just makes it a little easier but you know i've used both and and i loved asana i used that for probably six years of my business yeah it's great for like managing projects and oh, things like that amazing yeah amazing yeah so you're impossible to get a hold of. Yeah. So what's the best way if somebody's interested in BX for them to find out a little bit more about it? Well, totally. So, um, you know, it's funny. We were laughing about connecting before and, you know, we're talking about, you know, we're, we're comparing sizes of inbox. Um, I, I can't remember who won, but we're talking about like getting four or 500 emails a day and yeah. people are like, you know, you never respond to me. It's like, no, like <laughs> it's priority management. I yeah. use Asana. <laughs> um, and I have a team of people, but uh, I, I think that um, the best way to, obviously, if you want to find out about BX, you want to do some networking yeah. and you want to, you know, tap into some of the free content and education, jump on the website, mm-hmm. bxnetworking.com. Yeah. Um, you can always email me through Matt, M-A-T-T, at bxnetworking.com mm-hmm. as well. Same as the website. Uh, and um, that, for full transparency, um, goes through to my team as well. So they, yep. um, so if you want to send me some personal notes, uh, don't send it to that address. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that will go through the team and and I do see all, uh, have visibility over all that as well. Nice. Uh, but uh, definitely jump on the website, bxnetworking.com. Mm. And um, do you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll actually, I will give you a link that you can drop into the show notes uh, that people can jump onto and um, and any of Jeff's local groups around Austin or um, maybe Perfect. some of our other groups we've got. Kicked the off new the ones US. popping off here in the yeah, US. And, uh, and yeah. I'll shout you guys brekkie lunch or dinner at one of those events as well. Perfect. That in there. That's outstanding. Little little sneaky VIP pass there. Free, uh, yeah. <laughs> free, uh, free little business one. So perfect. 
Yeah. Well, Matt, thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. It's, it's It was great seeing you again. I mean, I see you about every three weeks now, so it's it's fun to see you and miss you when you're not here. Yeah, so um, glad to have you. So folks, um, I would highly recommend, I mean, the other thing is jump on one of the, the national or international calls. Uh, great way to kind of get introduced to BX, especially if, with, if there's nothing in your area. Um, and always, we do the shows three days a week, uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, we share stories like this, and and I hope you learned a lot about you know the this, the the triumph and the the tragedy mm -hmm. all combined, and and a true story I think of success of just saying hey we're just you know we're going to think bigger we're not going to curl up in a ball and and just take it we're going to think bigger and, and build and grow and um, Matt's got a book coming out here very soon I I got a little bit of a preview of some of the stuff and it was actually great <laughs> uh, so I'm really looking forward to the book because I'd like to use it for for some of our stuff that we do on the Freedom Nation side so thanks a lot we'll see you guys back here next time thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast you can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.